The reading is taken from Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 13. The Lord's Prayer. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. This is the word of the Lord. Stuart Ford, now. Thank you, Emma. And I uh, just want to pray for this guy. Hasn't it been just brilliant having Stuart and Alea amongst us so far? Um, and this is, his, this is his first time preaching. So uh, here, well, not his first time. Don't worry, it's not his first time preaching. All right. But his first time preaching here. Uh, so let's just pray for him. Uh, Lord God, we just want to pray. Uh, for everything that Stuart Reed needs right now. Lord, we thank you that the Good Shepherd does not leave us in lack. So, Lord, even for simple wee things like a cough, we pray that you would just bless his throat. Uh, Lord, for the delivery of his message, we just thank you for all you've put into him. So let nothing interrupt it as he releases this word to us. Lord, just thank you for Stuart and Aaliyah. Thank you for all they've brought to our parish so far. And we pray a real blessing on Stuart now as he shares with us. In Jesus' precious name, everybody said, Amen. 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 Good morning, everyone. You can hear me all right? Great. Yes, if I haven't had a chance to meet you yet, uh, my name is Stuart. And my wife, Aaliyah, and I uh, joined this church right back at the start of September. Uh, we joined this church, uh, and our first Sunday morning in Darlingstown, I remember sitting down here, our first Sunday morning in Darlingstown, it was announced that we were going to be doing this sermon series on heaven, on heaven. This was announced uh, on our very first Sunday here, and I remember thinking, well, that is very, very exciting. I remember being very excited about it and thinking, this is a great uh, topic to be studying together as a church, and I was very excited. Um, and I must say, now a few weeks on, that I have been absolutely blown away as we have studied this topic of heaven together. I've been blown away. It's, it's been given such great insight and um, encouragement. I've been challenged by it. It has just been really fantastic. I've been absolutely blown away. Has anyone else felt blessed as we've studied this topic of heaven together? Yeah, it's been really, really amazing. It has helped to give me clarity uh, around things that usually have a lot of mystery surrounding them. It's, it's really given a lot of clarity. If, if you cast your mind back uh, a few weeks ago, one of the first things we thought about was this new heaven and new earth. Uh, the new heaven and new earth. Now, have a wee slide that shows all the different things that we thought about. The new heaven and new earth was the first thing that we thought about together. And there's a real clarity around how heaven and earth one day will be reunited uh, when God will come and reunite heaven and earth. Real clarity. Um, after that, we thought about the judgments, the judgments that happened just before uh, the new heaven and new earth. We thought about those who know and love and follow Jesus, how they will be judged uh, for what they have done for Jesus. And we thought about those who uh, have rejected Jesus and how they will be judged for their sins. It was a real clarity around that as well, the judgments. We also thought about that question of well, what happens when a Christian dies here and now? What happens? And we thought about this third heaven, this place of paradise where uh, a Christian is called up into when Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. We received clarity around that as well. 
so much clarity about all these things that are to come. But this morning, as we sort of wrap up this uh, this sermon series, I want to think a little bit about here and now, about here and now uh, on earth. And rightly so, we've thought so much about heaven being a future eternal event that is to come. But actually, Scripture also speaks about heaven here and heaven now. So I want to think a little bit about, well, what does that actually mean? And what does that look like? A few weeks ago, I bought a little pocket New Testament uh, Bible from the bookshop in Lurgan. I've, I've recently been trying to break the habit of, you know, every time you have a spare minute, you, you reach for your phone when you're in between things or you're waiting for someone. It's very, you're very quick to pull out the phone and go scrolling. That's a habit I'm trying to break at the minute. So I bought this little pocket New Testament to try and keep on me at all times, although I don't have it on me this morning, so I'm not doing too well. Um, but I bought this little pocket New Testament that in spare minutes I've been trying just to read uh, a little bit at a time. And I started, obviously, at the start of the book of Matthew. Uh, and whenever I have a spare minute, I'm just trying to read my way through it a little bit at a time. And one of the big things that stood out to me uh, with the Gospel of Matthew is how often Jesus speaks about heaven. How often Jesus speaks about heaven. He speaks about heaven time and time and time again, right throughout the Gospel of Matthew. And when he speaks of heaven, he usually speaks within this, with this phrase, the kingdom of heaven. Jesus speaks about the kingdom of heaven. And when Jesus speaks about the kingdom of heaven in Matthew's Gospel and in the other Gospels, it seems to be uh, that there are two different things that he is speaking about. Firstly, he speaks of a heaven that is coming that is coming in all of its fullness sometime in the future where uh, heaven and earth will reunite and God's kingdom will be established here on earth. A heaven that is coming and a kingdom that is coming. But he also speaks often about the kingdom of heaven being here and being now. Here and now. Jesus announces the arrival of this kingdom of heaven here and now. And we see it in Matthew chapter 4 where Jesus calls people to repent because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Is at hand. So to Jesus, the kingdom of heaven is something that is coming in the future in all of its fullness. But it is also here and it's now. And scholars and Bible teachers and wiser people uh, than me describe it as being heaven both now and not yet. Both now and not yet. And that is what Jesus teaches. And also what he demonstrates that heaven can be experienced and enjoyed now in part, but not yet fully. And we have thought, as I said, lots about heaven uh, being a kingdom that is coming suddenly in the future. And all those amazing things will happen that we thought about. But heaven is also a kingdom that is here and is now and is growing. And it's growing. So what is this kingdom of heaven? Well, as John Mark Comer suggests, he says this, the kingdom of heaven is anywhere and everywhere that God is on the throne. The kingdom of heaven is anywhere and everywhere that God is on the throne. So wherever God's rule and reign is, that is where heaven is. And God rules and he reigns in places and in people. In people. You know, I wasn't a Christian and I encountered Jesus. I made him Lord of my life. And God's kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, was established in me. 
So it's a kingdom that is here and is now and is growing. And actually, today, it is a kingdom that is growing at a faster rate than ever before. Uh, many people don't realize this, but this is a kingdom worldwide that is growing at a faster rate than ever before. Every minute that I speak, around 60 new voices are proclaiming the king. Around 60 new people are surrendering their lives to Jesus. And the kingdom is expanding more and more and more. So not only is it a kingdom, not only is the kingdom of heaven a place that is coming in the future, but it is a kingdom that is here and now and expanding. And one of the places in scripture uh, that we get to understand this more is here in the Lord's Prayer, in the Lord's Prayer, where Jesus models this prayer uh, and teaches his disciples to pray. And this is what he prays. I think I have it on the screen. He prays firstly, our Father in heaven. And now to Jesus, he knows that heaven is in some far off future place, but he knows that God's presence is all around us. That God is omnipresent. He surrounds us. He prays, our Father in heaven. And then he prays, hallowed be your name, or holy is your name, or glory to your name. And then he prays this, your kingdom come, the kingdom of heaven come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven, which means that God's will is not for heaven to be future and far away but it's God's will for heaven to be here and now he then goes on to pray give us this day our daily bread now when I read into this verse a little bit I discovered that actually this verse is really quite difficult to interpret to interpret Uh, scholars and people that have done a lot of reading into this verse find it very difficult to interpret because that word daily daily bread Uh, The original Greek word of that only appears here in the New Testament and nowhere else. So they actually find it quite difficult to interpret. Some scholars suggest that this verse could be translated like this. That this verse could be translated, Give us today the bread of tomorrow. Give us today the bread of tomorrow. In other words, give us tomorrow's bread today. Give us a foretaste of what is to come Today, that heavenly, eternal bread. Give us a foretaste. Give us tomorrow's bread today. And there were early church writers that wrote in this verse in the first couple of centuries. uh, Very exciting sounding people like Cyril of Alexandria and Peter of Laodicea. And all these fellows, they wrote in this verse. Uh, And what they wrote about that was that it was likely that Jesus actually wasn't talking about physical food. But this was a follow-on from the previous verse, your kingdom come, your will be done. And it was a verse about the coming kingdom. Give us tomorrow's bread today. Give us a foretaste of what is to come. A taste of heaven today. Right here and now, in the middle of the, the difficulty and the pain of life, give us tomorrow's bread today. Now we're all too aware that this is earth as it stands. This is not heaven. And we're so aware of the pain and the corruption and the hurt uh, of here. It feels very, very far from home. But Jesus assures us that we can have this taste of home, even in this foreign land. 
When I uh, went to university up in Belfast, I used to love doing what every other Fermanagh teenager loved to do, which was go straight back down the home at the weekends. As soon as Friday hit, straight in the car, straight back to the parents. Uh, I used to love doing that. I would get my washing done. I would get reset for the week. Uh, and we would always have a big Sunday dinner on the Sunday. And one thing that my mum always did week after week was she would make me a Sunday dinner and then send it back up the road with me for Monday. Uh, for Monday. And this used to be the highlight of my week on a Monday, sitting down and having my mum's Sunday dinner. Obviously, it doesn't sound like a very exciting week I was having, but I used to love uh, doing this. And I used to love it because I was enjoying a taste of home in a place that sometimes felt very far from home. A taste of home in a place that sometimes felt very far from home. Now, my wife, Aaliyah, is rolling her eyes, probably saying it's only 90 minutes up the road, it's not that far from home. But uh, it was a taste of home. And that is what Jesus teaches us to pray for and to long for. The kingdom of heaven, our home, to be here on earth. And we believe that to be possible. We believe that God's kingdom can come and his will can be done right here and now as it is in heaven. We believe that we can experience something of tomorrow's bread today. And this prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, it it positions our hearts, it postures our hearts to do something, to live for heaven here on earth, to live for heaven here on earth. You know, it's so easy as a Christian, we've thought so much about heaven, it's so easy uh, as a Christian just to close your eyes and buckle in and just wait for heaven one day. But actually, that's not what God is calling us to do. In fact, I would say, if you believe that the only point of the gospel is to get you to heaven someday when you die, then I'd argue you don't fully understand the gospel. You know, the gospel is not just to get us to heaven one day, but it is to reunite heaven and earth. And we, as God's children, have a part to play. So, how are we called to live this out? How are we called to live for heaven. Well, I want to think a little bit about what it means for us uh, through what Jesus says. And as I've said already, in Matthew, Jesus speaks time and time and time again about the kingdom of heaven. But as I continued to read through Matthew's gospel, there was one little parable that stood out to me. And it's only one verse long. It's in Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13, uh, where Jesus says this. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour until it was all leaven. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven. Now, using leaven to describe heaven uh, probably would have came as a bit of a surprise to those who were listening, uh, because within the Jews, leaven has a very different meaning. Uh, Very quickly, if we cast our minds back to Exodus, uh, the night that the uh, the, the nation of Israel escaped from Egypt, Uh, God commanded that they made their bread without leaven. And every year since, when they've celebrated this uh, escaping from Egypt, and they continue to do this to this day, as part of the feast, they make their bread without leaven. Leaven to the Jews represented and represents Egypt. It represents slavery and injustice and evil and sin. So to hear that the kingdom of heaven is like 11 would have 
been a bit of a surprise, but this is the beautiful picture that Jesus paints, that the kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman takes and puts into the flour and has it mixed all throughout the dough. And this is Jesus' vision for heaven. This is Jesus' vision for heaven, that it is expanding and growing as a kingdom here and now, and that me and you, as carriers of God's kingdom, that we would go, that we would go, that we would go and get into the bread, that we would get into the bread, that we would get into this world, into our communities, our friends and our family and our culture, that we would get into the bread, and that we would spread throughout the bread, bring transformation to the bread and bring life to the bread. You know, just a little bit of leaven has the power to change everything. And Jesus' vision for heaven is that it gets into the bread. It gets into the bread. You know, if leaven stays on the side in a little pouch on the table, then the bread is never, ever going to change so we who have heaven within us, we've got to get into the bread. I believed, uh, through nobody's fault but my own, for a long time as a Christian, that our job was just to cut ourselves off from the world, from culture, from ungodly people, and we were just to separate ourselves from them. But we see in the Gospels time and time and time again that Jesus gets into the bread. And it was actually the Pharisees uh, who were the ones that avoided and separated and elevated themselves. But Jesus was in the bread. So we have to be people who are in the bread in order to see the kingdom of heaven breaking in people's lives. So what is it that we carry? We'll get a wee bit practical here. What is it that we are bringing to the bread? What is it that we're bringing to our friends and our family and our colleagues? And what is it that is available to us this morning, who those who need it, what is it that's available to us? What are we carrying? Well, as citizens of heaven, we are carrying the culture of heaven. Let me explain. As citizens of heaven, we're carrying the culture of heaven. In the New Testament, people would have been really quite familiar with this because there was this uh, nation called Rome, who I'm sure we're all familiar with. And citizens of Rome were spreading across many different nations. They were in uh, many different nations, in Ephesus and Philippi and Galatia, lots of different places. There were Roman citizens. And as citizens of Rome, living in a different nation, their job was to bring Rome's culture. To bring Rome's culture. They were to bring Rome's language and Rome's food and Rome's music uh, and Rome's life to these different nations. And that is how the kingdom of Rome grew and grew and grew. And you know, in the same way, we are citizens of heaven. Paul calls us that in Philippians chapter 3. We're citizens of heaven. And that is what we are called to do as citizens of heaven. We are called to bring heaven's culture, heaven's justice, heaven's joy, heaven's healing, heaven's power here on earth. We are to carry heaven. Carry heaven. So what does that look like practically? How does Jesus do it? How does he model it? And how does he teach his disciples to uh, do it as well? Well, Jesus does two things. 
He demonstrates heaven. He demonstrates the kingdom of heaven. And he proclaims it. He proclaims heaven. He demonstrates it. We see this time and time and time again where Jesus demonstrates heaven. For example, heaven is a place of no sickness. And we see how Jesus demonstrates this by laying hands on people and praying for their healing. Heaven is a place of justice. And we see how Jesus time again speaks up against injustice and uh, comes on the side of the marginalized and the oppressed. Heaven is a place where we are seen and we are known and we are loved. And we see this demonstrated when Jesus speaks uh, a prophetic insight into people's lives. We see it with the woman at the well where Jesus speaks a prophetic insight into her life. And she knows, wow, I am seen and I am known and I am loved. Time and time and time again, Jesus demonstrates heaven. But he also proclaims it. He proclaims it. He tells people. He tells people, he speaks about it, he shares this good news of the gospel of the coming kingdom. He speaks, he proclaims heaven. And you know what? He calls us, his followers, to do the same. To go and do likewise. To demonstrate heaven and to proclaim it. And he equips us to do both as well. He equips us by his Holy Spirit do both but we have got to get into the bread we have got to be people who carry the kingdom of heaven in these ways and why do we do it we do it to see this kingdom expanded not the kingdom of rome or any other kingdom but to see heaven expanded here on earth and all for the glory not of julius caesar or whoever was in charge back then but all for the glory of the king of kings King Jesus. That's why we do it, for his glory. So as we respond uh, this morning, let's firstly receive clarity about where we are right here, right now. Yes, this is a broken world full of pain and difficulty, and I acknowledge that. But we are citizens of heaven now, not just later. It's not that we're all earth down here and then someday we'll be all heaven. But the moment that we crown Jesus king of our lives, we become citizens of heaven. So let's have clarity about where we are right now. To borrow the words of a writer, let's imagine heaven where we stand. Let's imagine heaven where we stand, not just a distant promised land. Heaven is breaking in here and now, and it will be established in all of its fullness later as we've thought about but we're invited now to witness this expanding kingdom. And not only that, we are invited to partake in seeing this kingdom expanded. We, as heaven's citizens, we carry the culture of heaven here on earth. That's why we lay hands on the sick and pray for their healing in a world of sickness. That's why we speak for justice in a world of injustice. That's why we show people uh, the hope and love of Jesus in a hopeless world. That's why we're people of discipline in a lazy world. That's why we're people of joy in a joyless world. And that list could go on. But let's be people who are living for heaven here on earth. C.S. Lewis says this. He says, 
If you read history, you will find that the Christians who did the most for the present world were precisely those who thought the most of the next. It is since Christians have largely ceased to think of the other world that they have become so ineffective in this. And you know, as we wrap up this whole sermon series, and we've been filled with awe and wonder and excitement for heaven to come in all of its fullness, let's be people who want to see this kingdom expand and grow and see God's rule and reign established. Established in us, always start with us, but established in this church, established with our friends and our family, in Marilyn and Donningstown, on the island of Ireland, and right across this earth. Your kingdom come, your will be done. In me, as it is in heaven, in Marilyn and Donningstown, in Ireland, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Start in me. But Lord, don't stop there. Keep going until this whole world is full of your glory. And Lord, help me to, to play my part as a citizen of heaven. Brother uh, Gordon prayed this morning in the prayer meeting. Uh, I really love this. I've never heard this before. That we would be people who attempt big things for God and expect great things from God. That we would attempt big things for God and expect big things from God. So may we play our part in seeing heaven released on earth. You know, maybe for you, you've listened to these sermons uh, and you're not yet a citizen of heaven. Maybe you don't know and love and follow Jesus. Well, what a great morning this would be to crown Jesus king of your life and start living as a citizen of heaven. Maybe this morning you're walking through something that feels very far from home. A difficult situation that feels very far from home, very far from heaven. Well, our, our prayer ministry team would love to stand uh, with you and pray with you this morning that God's kingdom would come into that situation. Or maybe this morning you're feeling that call to go uh, and you want to be serious about carrying heaven to others. And that could be a, a call to somewhere far away or it could be a, a deeper call to wherever you find yourself on a Monday morning. Well, we would love to pray for you as well. And for the rest of us, let's pray for a greater awareness of heaven that will help us live for heaven here and now. So let me pray. We pray king and kingdom come right here as it is in heaven. Lord, would you come and have your way in me? Would you come and have your way in us? Come and have your way in these communities. Would you break in with your power and your presence? Come and have your way on this island and beyond. All for your glory and your fame. In Jesus' name, amen.